Hello and welcome to the Global Trading Podcast. I'm Terry Flanagan, editor of Global Trading. Today, I'm very pleased to be joined by two distinguished guests, Gary Collier, who's CTO of Man Group Alpha Technology, and Hinesh Kalyan. Hinesh is Director of Data Science at Man Group. Man Group is an institutional investment manager with 104 billion assets under management as of the end of the first quarter. Now, just uh, for for background, Gary and Hinesh participated in a, a Q and A article that ran on in the first quarter issue of excuse me the second quarter issue of Global Trading, and that's available at fixglobal.com. The topic is data science on the buy side. Gentlemen, thank you both for joining us today. Thanks, Terry. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Terry. So first. First question, if I could ask uh, both of you, just tell me a little bit about your role and responsibilities at MAN. Sure, I, mean, I can start there. So, CTO of Alpha Technology at MAN Group. Um, what is Alpha Technology? It's essentially all of the technology within the firm that informs our investment decision making. Um, and that can be quite a, a broad and, and deep stack of technology. It's everything down to choice of appropriate servers and storage technology right through a huge open source stack, our own secret source on top, through to the uh, the end user facing tools. And by end user, that could either be a quant who's programming in Python, or it could be a discretionary portfolio manager who's perhaps used to a more um, UI uh, style of, of interaction. And then left to right, everything from the technology that supports our data collection, storage and distribution, right through to the execution algorithms where we face back off to the um, market and, um, and and bring our alpha decisions to life. I've been at MAN for about 11 years now. Um, so currently as Director of Data Science um, at MAN, I'm responsible for data sourcing and strategy, data science, and data science engineering. The function closely works with um, both our investment teams and Gary's alpha technology team to deliver new data sources and alternative data sources, which essentially feeds our investment portfolios. Okay, if we were just to take a step back and consider data science on the buy side from a layperson's point of view, you know, I think the perception would be is that somehow there's a fire hose of, of data coming coming into the trading desk and to the firm from every direction, really. And the, and the, the firm, the trading desk, has to somehow gather, collate, manage, and and utilize all this. Is 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 this an accurate perception of 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 uh, the state of data science on the buy side? Yeah, I, I think it is, or it, it can be. And I know a fire hose can seem like daunting sight in terms of things to deal with, but only if you have to manually deal with them. So if there's no structure, no technology, no automation, I can imagine that it is quite a daunting thing to, to deal with. And, and certainly the whole three Vs, velocity, variety, volume, et cetera, that people have been talking about for probably decades now are, are real. And even if we were to ignore internally generated data, there's certainly tens of thousands of externally generated data sets that we have to deal with and analyze. But fortunately, if you if you got some structure here and, and structure in terms of technology and automation to deal with these concerns at an industrial scale, then what might seem like a daunting proposition to the layperson becomes an eminently manageable one. Yeah, and to add to that, the, the upward trend of new data sources to you know, feed our alpha models has continued. Um, at Man, like what we've done is we built a specialized uh, central 
data science function, which seeks to essentially connect the dots between the data supply chain. So this team would include you know, data sourcing, data scientists, and engineers collaborating quite closely. Having a central common data platform that is essentially nimble, coupled with a specialized team that engages with investment teams, um, trading desks, uh, risk and technology, that reduces the challenges with gather, gathering, collecting, and, and managing data. Now, how has data science, certainly it's come a long way, how has data science on the buy side evolved? Gary, you've, you've been with Man Group for almost 19 years. Just wondering what, what has been your uh, perspective on, on how data science has, has evolved? Yes, Terry, that's correct. It is, uh, it's been a long time now since I started working at Man, and it's been quite an interesting evolution to both see firsthand but also to help shape and for most of my time within the firm I work for MAN AHL it's one of our quantitative uh, systematic investments engines with a quite a long track record of, of doing I think what we'd now say is financial data science but of course you know 20 years ago it didn't have that that name that moniker attached to it but really the the theme has been a, a constant one of analysis of large data sets in order to scientifically test hypotheses about how markets behave and then ultimately for the hypotheses that are borne out to um, build systematic models to exploit them and but what has changed you know whilst that that aim is is, is still something that we do today what has changed has been the uh, types of data that we're dealing with and the techniques that we employed to deal with different types of data and 10 or 20 years ago the the, the types of data were more limited often uh, price data that volume data regularly uh, relatively uh, simple uh, data sets in, in modern terms and technology at the time as well much more um, uh, focused and simplistic than what we have uh, today i mean now of course the type of data that we need to um, deal with, it's not just numerical time series, it, it can be text data, it can be um, image data, data structured in, in various ways. And as well as that evolution of type of data, the, the technology that we use and the, the techniques that we use the technology for to deal with the data has um, changed. And it's been really interesting to see the, the whole explosion of, of say, take Python as a, a programming language and the big ecosystem, data science ecosystem that's grown up around that. And um, we've, we've certainly been, I think, at the forefront of using that type of um, technology uh, to uh, to deal with the, um, the data problems inherent in the, the new data sets that we think can add to our understanding of the objective truth, if you like, about the um, entities that we wish to trade. I see another three areas of evolution. Um, Firstly, electronic usage, you know, the exponential growth in computing power and dwindling storage costs, you know, has led to internet and smartphone usage becoming more of a commonplace. And that leaves an electronic trail for many economic transactions or economic intentions. Secondly, the growth in supply. You know, it's been clear that over the past you know, five years, we've seen at least a fourfold increase in new data providers coming to the market. And thirdly, Buy-side interest, not only has the supply of data exploded, 
but you know the interest in um, or the demand for data has also surged. And what we're seeing is that this reflects the increased focus by investment management firms of varying types. So not just the quant managers, but also an increase in uptake from discretionary and fundamental managers, as well as um, private equity and real estate firms. Now, now, one of the challenges you cited in the global trading article with for a buy side firm in in the area of data science is sourcing data science talent. Now, certainly, I would think that Man Group, for example, would be competing with not only other large uh, quantitative investment firms, Wall Street firms, but also other industries. So, Hinesh, how competitive is finance with other industries, and you know how how challenging is it sourcing really top level data science talent? Sure, it is becoming prevalent that data in general is becoming the backbone of many functions and is the driver of new products. You know, what we're seeing is that firms are realizing the importance of data as an asset. Over the years, you see the application of data being broadly used. So data scientists are not limited to to one industry, as you mentioned. But as data science becomes commonplace in most industries, we will see and we are seeing the pool of talent dilute further. And that's not just between finance firms. But the key in our view, in my view, is to continually sort of be innovative in technology and infrastructure and to create the platform for data science to thrive. So at, at man, you know, a data scientist will wear many hats and has the opportunity to see their work contributing to a client's portfolio. And this is quite appealing to the best of candidates. Yeah, I can draw some parallels as well with technology. So in the, the tech space, we've been used to competing with firms for tech talent for some time, both um, finance firms and tech firms, etc. We, we find ourselves in many cases facing the same competitors for data talents as, as well. But I think what's quite useful here, A, we're, we're very committed to uh, using, you know, contributing to open source and technology, and I've mentioned Python here again. And because there's a, a strong overlap between like, Python and open source tech and what people use in general now or increasingly for, for data analysis, and I think that, that dovetails um, quite well and really helps us in uh, in our, our part of the war for talent. And I think finance as well, the whole domain is quite an interesting proposition for a, a data scientist, a, a data uh, person. I think there are more dimensions to the, the problem here and the fact that the market participants um, are themselves, by their actions, changing the data that you will see in future just adds that extra element of dimension and, and challenge that makes it an appealing place to work for uh, the, the top talent in this area. Building on, on that question, what do you look for in hiring in the data area? Say if, if I were to come in and uh, looking for a data job at MAN, you know, what would you, what kind of skills, background, expertise, uh, in, intangibles perhaps would uh, you be looking for in, 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 in me as a candidate? Sure. Um, one thing I would stress is that there's no, there's no specific golden pool. Um, however, you know, candidates who are likely to have a passion for data, curiosity, enjoys um, scrutinizing data, and are backed by strong academic foundations like you know masters in phds statistics and so forth will will likely be in a stronger position an ideal candidate that we see um can wear many hats at times but ignoring i want to stress that ignoring the ability to communicate insights in the data to the wider audience can affect that value proposition what has worked well is talents that 
is a hybrid of a data manipulator, a data analyst, um, has um, engineering capabilities and communicators. So we look at building the team with a pool of diverse talents um, and you know, trying to find that unicorn data scientist is, is, is quite challenging. Yeah, I'd second some of those points. If you look at the different number, the whole array of overlapping concerns and, and skills needed in this area um, through technology, statistic analysis capabilities, understanding of the finance domain, it's really very, very hard to, if you were to even begin a search for a, a unicorn type that, that brought together all of those skills, um, hard and iron possible. I think the whole hiring ethos that we have here is quite simple. If we ignore those skills for a second and say, look, ultimately we want bright people to get things done and are passionate about technology and data, that ethos really cuts through uh, what we uh, look for here. Great. Thank you. Now, now one other challenge cited in, in the article, Hinesh and Gary, you mentioned, you know, I'm, I'm getting a little granular here, but the challenge of cleaning up and normalizing data that may come in in a variety of formats, both structured and unstructured. And certainly alternative data is a real buzzword that can come in in all different formats. You know, if, talk a little bit about the challenge of cleaning up and normalizing data. Sure. Um, so it's clear it's clear that data takes you know, various shapes and form. But I think what's what's quite important is that you know, data is not born good, and it's up to the data buyer to scrutinize the data to make the best use of it. Dealing with data at scale um, requires a large engineering lift. I think investing in time and resource into building a robust data platform, which captures the entire data supply chain is critical. You know, I wish there was a silver bullet, but there's not a silver bullet. But a data platform should be developed based on feedback and collaboration with various teams. So you've got to include data science, investment and trading teams along with technology. And once you do that, you can sort of work from the ground up and it leads to a scalable platform where you can ingest various different types of data sources and normalize and cleanse that data either in a semi-automated way or an automated way. And you can focus your attention more on the evaluation and extracting insights on that data. Yeah, I think that's a very good point, Hinesh, on the, the data not being born good statement. Um, on, on top of almost infinite numbers of formats, um, you'll find the content's incomplete. You need to be careful around coverage. Um, how much history do you have? Does it have missing values, erroneous values, uh, etc.? And ultimately, to be useful to you, you've got to be able to like, relate a new set of data to other data sets that you currently got and ultimately map it back to something that you might want to trade. So being able to map things is, is vitally um, important and, and can be extremely challenging. And of course, the other dimension to this is you need to be able to do this through time if you want to formulate any kind of back, back test. So add together all of these um, challenges around quality, like data provenance, um, history, uh, coverage, and it's a it's a hugely uh, challenging area to deal with. Again, one where technology I think can be brought to bear to um, automate away as, as much as possible of this challenge. I think we've co- we've covered a lot of ground here, but but how if we're looking at it, a bottom line question. How does Man Group leverage data as a competitive advantage or at, at the very least keep up with, with rivals in the area of, of data science? I think we talked about technology and technology, I think, is, is certainly like key to this in, in, in terms of how Man Group leverages data. So 
at data engineering, one of the teams within Alpha Technology, the area that I run, that's our single uh, biggest team within Alpha Tech. That's how important this is to us. And certainly the infrastructure dollars that we spend, an awful lot of those are directed at the data platform in terms of many, many terabytes of, of high-performed flash storage, for, uh, for for example. You know, couple that with the open source software that we leverage, the Python ecosystem that I've talked about, um, really the commitment to building these high-performance like data pipelines, storage um, systems, distributed compute techniques, analysis, um, frameworks and all of those things come together to give an industrial strength capability for the onboarding and processing of data and I I think it's that ability to bring industrial scale technology and operations that give us a competitive advantage in this space. Yeah that the the other two areas I'll add outside of um, technology relate to you know, data sourcing and and fundamental investing more on the investment side. Uh, on data sourcing, um, at MAN, we focused on our data sourcing capabilities by creating a team that bridges the gap between data demand and data supply. So you've got a dedicated group that is plugged into the alternative data community. They have an understanding of the business problem. They understand the investment team's priorities, and they're trying to sort of solve questions with the data by strategically working with data providers and trying to sort of join the dots between the supply and demand. The other area is 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 bringing alternative data to fundamental investing. So by utilizing some of the quant techniques that we have, um, and by bridging this gap, you know, portfolio managers um, on the fundamental side can can essentially start experimenting with a wide range of investment hypotheses. Great, great. Thank you for that. Okay, and just a, the couple of minutes we have left, if we were to spin this forward a little bit, Hinesh, what in in your view, what is the future of data science on the buy side? I mean, if we were having the same conversation a few years from now, what do you think that we would be talking about? Yeah, um, I'll, I mean, I'll paraphrase what I said in the article. Like, like the supply of new data is going to continue, and the demand is going to is going to continue on the buy side. Um, some some say like alternative data could be it no longer may may it no longer may be termed as you know non traditional alternative data. It'll just be data, and you know this directly impacts the demand for superior data acquisition and data science capabilities. So I think the role of data science will become an increasingly prominent function in the buy side and firms will continue to invest quite heavily in building infrastructure platform and talent associated with data and data sourcing capabilities because this space as the demand increases it'll get more crowded and you need to be a bit more innovative in terms of the way you source the data and how quick and agile you are in terms of evaluating data thank you for that and and Gary, I'll give you the the last word here as the, as a final question. What do you what do you say is the key takeaway of the topic of data science on the buy side and why it's important? Say so, say if a listener only tuned in to these next thirty seconds, what do you think is is the real key takeaway from this this podcast? I think the the fact that it can be ultimately alpha generative. We're we're looking to establish the objective truth about uh, an entity in order to uh, make a a trading decision off of it. If we can exploit all the available sources of data about that uh, entity, um, then it can put us in a a better um, position to make an informed uh, trading uh, decision. But because this is a problem of scale, of throughput, of accuracy, of the need to be agile, 
it lends itself. In fact, it, it, it forces you to adopt an automated approach to uh, building uh, that um, objective out of supported truth. And to do that requires you to do technology well. So say if you want to do data science well, you need to be able to do technology well. Great conversation. Really interesting discussion, gentlemen. Uh, this has been the Global Trading Podcast. been speaking with Gary Collier, CTO of Man Group Alpha Technology, and Hinesh Kalian, Director of Data Science at Man Group. The topic today was data science on the buy side. Gentlemen, thanks again for joining us and sharing your insights. Thank you very much. Pleasure. Thank you, Tony. Cheers.